Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. What up, y'all? This is Zed Lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. I call this the Claim to Fame podcast. Everybody likes fame. Everybody wants fame. Everybody wants to be famous. And then sometimes when you're famous, the shit just hits the fan. Let's examine the latest thing that just happened. The $30 million lawsuit that Cassie, a.k.a. Cassie Ventura, has laid out in federal court against Diddy, accusing Diddy or Sean Combs of rape and intense physical and psychological abuse. And Cassandra Ventura's lawyers say the music mogul tried to pay her off to keep her quiet, offered her $10 million, allegedly, to keep her quiet. The lawyer says Mr. Combs offered Ms. Ventura eight figures to silence her and prevent the filing of this lawsuit. Doug Wigdor tells Deadline that the singer and model filed a suit in federal court claiming Combs subjected her to abuse, violence, and sex trafficking over the years. She rejected his efforts and decided to give a voice to all women who suffer in silence. Ms. Ventura should be applauded for her bravery. The statement Thursday came after Puffy's attorney or Diddy's attorney, Ben Brofman, responded to the filing by saying that his client vehemently denies these offensive and outrageous allegations. The former Harvey Weinstein lawyer, which is important, went on to say for the past six months, Mr. Combs has been subjected to Ms. Ventura's persistent demand of $30 million under the threat of writing a damaging book about their relationship, which was unequivocally, unequivocally rejected as blatant blackmail. Despite withdrawing her initial threat, Ms. Ventura has now resorted to filing a lawsuit riddled with baseless and outrageous lies, aiming to tarnish Mr. Combs's reputation and seeking a payday. With all that between the lawyers, what Ventura alleges against the Bad Boy Entertainment founder over their 11-year personal and professional relationship in a 36-page complaint is pretty chilling and specific. In 2002, Mr. Combs received the Lifetime Achievement Award at the BET Awards. During his acceptance speech, Mr. Combs stated, I have to give a special shout-out, thank you, love, 
to the people that was really there for me. He named a couple of people before adding, and also Cassie for holding me down in the dark times. Love. The truth, however, is that Cassidy, Miss Cassandra Ventura, was held down by Mr. Combs and endured over a decade of his violent behavior and disturbed demands. For Miss Ventura, the dark times were those she spent trapped by Mr. Combs in a cycle of abuse, violence, and sex trafficking. Among other violence and unlawful acts, Mr. Combs allegedly raped Ms. Ventura in her own home after she tried to leave him, often punched, beat, kicked, and stomped on Ms. Ventura, resulting in bruises, burst lips, black eyes, and bleeding. Blew up a man's car after he learned that he was romantically interested in Ms. Ventura. People are saying that person was Kid Cudi. Forced Ms. Ventura to engage in sex acts with male sex workers while masturbating and filming the encounters, ran out of his apartment with a firearm in pursuit of a rival industry executive whom he learned was nearby, demanded that Ms. Ventura to carry his firearm in her purse just to make her uncomfortable and demonstrate how dangerous he is, and introduced Ms. Ventura to a lifestyle of excessive alcohol and substance abuse and required her to procure illicit prescriptions to satisfy his own addictions. Among all that, there's literally an explosive allegation that as well as going full Suge Knight and dangling people off balconies. Cones at one point about a decade ago threatened to blow up rapper Kid Cudi's car for dating Ventura. Around that time, Kid Cudi's car exploded in his driveway. In a statement released after the eight-claim jury trial seeking complaint was filed, Ventura added that after years of silence and darkness, I am finally ready to tell my story and to speak up on behalf of myself and for the benefit of other women who face violence and abuse in their relationships. The step up to the streets actress continued with the expiration of New York's Adult Survivors Act fast approaching. It became clear that this was an opportunity to speak up about the trauma I have experienced and that I will be recovering from for the rest of my life. That's what she said. She is seeking a money judgment represented compensatory damages, including consequential damages, lost wages, earnings, and all other sums of money together with interest on these amounts, according to proof and a money judgment for mental pain and anguish and severe emotional distress, according to proof, as well as various unspecified damages. Having released his first solo album in 17 years in mid-September, Combs has also been in the news more than usual of late. His foundation, giving a million dollars to HBCU Jackson State's university football team, and his investment company, giving a million dollars towards financial literacy initiatives in August. Also back in September, just before the Love album, Off the Grid, dropped, Combs handed publishing and songwriting raps, rights, not rats, rights, back to a slew of bad boy artists, the unconventional move came with a caveat to get the rights. Bad boy artists past and present had to sign an NDA that prevented them from saying much about Combs or the company. Wow. There is so much stuff that's going on right there. Cassie's filing a $30 million lawsuit against Diddy 
saying that he sex trafficked her. He forced her to have sex with male sex workers while he filmed it and masturbated. That's some pretty deep stuff right there. And with all that's going on with Keefe D, Suge Knight, Tupac Shakur, and Puff's name being brought up in that controversy, things are not looking good right now for the did master himself, for P. Diddy, and for everything that he is involved with or allegedly was involved with with Cassie over an 11-year period. If this woman has receipts, Diddy got major problems. And I've known Diddy for a long time, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know anything about his relationship with Cassie other than what you know. You know that was his girlfriend for a long time. You know that you saw them together for a long time. We all wondered, was he ever going to marry her for a long time? He didn't have any children with her, you know, and it was just like, it was like a very public yet private relationship. And that's the way most moguls are and billionaires handle their business. Public when they want you to be public, when they want to be public and private most of the time. Only people in his inner circle know what he was doing, what was going on with him. Between him and Cassie, he knows. Cassie knows. Is this a money grab? Is this because she's not with Diddy anymore? And she ain't getting no more money and she's not living that life? And the fame is is gone? Like I said, it's called the Claim the Fame podcast. Or is there some truth to the things that she's saying? Because these are very despicable allegations. And any person, male or female, would hate to have despicable, untrue allegations aimed at them. But if the allegations are true, and like I said, if she has receipts, then he's in a world of trouble, both legally and professionally, because Diddy's brand has been so great for such a long time that major corporate interests would want to stand next to him. With all these allegations going on right now, who's going to want to stand next to him? With certain stuff that is going on out there right now that I'm privy to, that there's an opportunity for minorities to own a piece of a NFL franchise, and I know that's a dream that he's always had, like Magic Johnson owns a part of the Washington Commanders. There's a certain amount of cleanliness you have to have in order to even be a minority owner of a football team. They ain't going to touch him right now. You wouldn't even put him in a group right now because you got to get vetted by the other 32 owners. You're not even going to put him in a group right now to be a minority stake owner in an NFL team. The Ciroc days are over. The De Leon days are over. 
The Diageo deal is no more. He went back to making an album. The Keefe D. Tupac stuff keeps rearing his ugly head. 50 Cent is dragging him every chance he gets on social media. And now this with Cassie. The way he gave back the publishing to certain artists, the song that they wrote and stuff that he owned their publishing on, the way he gave it back to them was kind of like, not like, yo, just here's your publishing back. Like, I want to do something nice for, for you. He gave it back to him and was like, you got to sign this NDA that you can't talk about me at all in order to get this publishing back. And then there's certain artists that went out of their way to say he didn't give us any of the publishing of the hit songs that we wrote. He gave us publishing back on the B-side songs that we wrote. I don't, I don't have an iron in this fire. I don't have an axe to grind against Diddy. I can tell you stories of me and Diddy, and Diddy has always been good to me. I had an opportunity to do some business with him. I declined to do the business with, with him at the time because I wasn't going to get paid straight from the television company. I was going to get paid through Bad Boy, and at that time they had a reputation for not paying people, so I didn't want to get into any kind of discrepancies because we were friends. And our moms was friends. Diddy used to live around the corner from me in Hackensack when he had the Burgundy Cabriolet. This is before he blew up and everything, when he was just working at Uptown, trying to find his way in, trying to get his artist off, like a lot of stuff. But he was still Diddy. He was still making moves. He was still very well known, very well liked, and very well respected. I've always had a lot of love and respect for him. But there's a lot of turmoil going on around him at this time. And I know that there's a lot of different moves because he's always thinking ahead. What's next? What can I do next? What can I get into next? Remember when the Carolina Panthers was up for sale, he wanted to buy the Carolina Panthers. He said that out loud, which I thought was a huge mistake. He was like, yo, if I get the Carolina Panthers, you know it's going to be lit every time you go to a game. I thought that was a mistake. I thought that he should have kept that quiet got his money group together, and they went in there and put in a very quiet bid for the Carolina Panthers. But he openly said it. He got the publicity, and you know that good old boy network of NFL owners. I was like, man, you just said that they ain't going to never let you get the Carolina Panthers now. You know? And this is just, Diddy really cares about his image. And I can't blame him because he has built – such he's become a mogul in the music business and entertainment from Sean John to revolt TV to Ciroc to Deleon to everything that he's done in the music as a CEO of a company, as a record producer, he is absolutely one of the greatest that we've ever seen. And this is a real, real, real blow to Diddy because he offered 10 and she ain't want to take 10. And I don't really think Diddy wants to give up $30 million. And if he didn't do anything, I don't see why he should. I don't see why he should. This takes me back to 
the whole ac- the whole bunch of accusations against Michael Jackson the first time, and Michael settled it out of court. He just wanted to, you know, the, co- the lawyers convinced him to just make it go away, and he gave the kid all that money. And then later on, the kid came and said, "Well, Michael never did nothing to me. My father and mother put me up to that just to get money." That's crazy to me that there are people that prey on people that have a lot of money. See, a lot of people don't want to go out and work hard for their bag. And like I said, that's the bad side of it if these accusations are not true. If she has receipts and witnesses that are willing to come forward and say that this is absolutely what happened, then it's not a good look. And it's a bad time because... After his record went number one, all of this bad stuff starts coming out, and it really makes him look bad on the stage that he's on. Diddy's on a different stage than the rest of us. I'm not afraid to say it. He's a guy who everybody knows who he is. You can't get even young people in the line and just put up a picture of Diddy and say, do y'all know who this is? And they'll be like, yeah, that's Sean Diddy Combs. That's Puffy Combs. You do the same thing. 99% 99% of them ain't going to know who I am. So he's playing on a different stage than most of us. He's playing on a billionaire stage. And he's been there for quite some time. So this is really, really rough on his image right now. I'm not saying if Cassie is lying. I'm not saying Cassie's telling the truth. What I'm trying to tell you is these are not the kind, this is not the kind of publicity that Diddy wants. These accusations from Cassie, from Keefe D, this is not the stuff that Diddy wants at all. Remember when him and Steve Stout had the problems and he allegedly beat Steve Stout up with a bottle for for showing him being on the cross in the Hate Me Now video with Nas when he shot it, but he was like, yo, I don't want to be seen or depicted in that man, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. And Stott was in charge of the edit, and he left it in there anyway. And then he went bonkers on him. He quietly made that go away. Stout got a bag. He made it go away. This is not what that man wants right now. Can I get a little bit of All About the Benjamins from Diddy right now? Uh. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh. Uh-huh, yeah. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh. Now, what y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. Who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers? On the low from the Jake and the Taurus. Trying to get my hands on some grants like Horace. Yeah, living the raw deal. Three-course meal, spaghetti, fettuccine, and veal. But still, everything's real in the field. And what you can't have now, leave when you will. But don't knock me for trying to bury seven zeros over in Rio de Janeiro. Ain't nobody's hero, but I want to be heard. Thank you. Diddy has been, he's been responsible for a lot of great music. Can I get a little bit of more money, more problems, please? I know you rather see me die than see me fly. I 
call all the shots, rip all the spots, rock all the rocks, cop all the drops. I'm only taking now when all the ball is stopped. Nigga never home, gotta call me on the yacht. Ten years from now, we'll still be on top. Yo, I thought I told you that we won't stop. Now, what you gonna do with a school that got money much longer than yours? And a team much stronger than yours? Violate me, this a be your day. We don't play, mess around with DOA, be on your way. Cause it ain't enough time here, ain't enough lime here for you to shine here. Deal with many women, but treat down. And I'm bigger than the city lights down in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, right? Ain't that crazy? Because Biggie always said, more money, more problems. It's like when you get to a certain point in life, something always happens. Something always rears its ugly head when you floating. And you're doing extremely well. Something comes around. If you have years and years and years and years of positivity, something negative is going to rear its ugly head. Right? We had never heard nothing twisted or or messed up or what well, we did back in the days, but he wasn't at the status that he was at later on. And I'm talking Jay-Z. You know, back in the days we heard about the the, uh, the bootlegs of the music and Jay-Z allegedly stabbed Lance Unrivera. He got arrested for it. That wasn't, that wasn't a big deal then because he wasn't Jay-Z on the level that he became Jay-Z. And then when everything's going great and he's married to Beyonce and they got Blue Ivy, then Solange goes off on him and tries to fight him in the elevator and is on video. And... They bought out everybody they can to try to make it as minimal damage as it could have been. And he was in a bad position because it was being, it was on the elevator cameras. Somebody released the footage and he had to take her attacking him. He couldn't put his hands on her to restrain her. He definitely couldn't have hit her back or would have just looked bad. But out of all of that, Beyonce made the lemonade. Who was Becky with the long hair that Jay was allegedly having an affair? He did 444. He said stuff that he was doing wasn't right and constructive to his marriage, but it's always something. And then Will Smith. We've been loving Will Smith for so long, from music to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to his films. He's a box office star. We was digging Will. Loving well. Crazy. The Red Table Talk stuff comes out and we like, yo, is she really throwing her man under the bus like that? She keeps having Tupac's name in her mouth. It becomes embarrassing to Will. Will's getting full. Then the Oscars. He slaps Chris Rock. He gets banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Chris Rock is quiet about it. He goes on to turn around and make it into a comedy special. We've been loving well summertime. Give me a little bit of summertime. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it 
And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run a rhyme And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime We've been loving well. Parents just don't understand. You know, parents are the same no matter time, no place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. I remember one year my mom took me school shopping. It was me, my brother, my mom, oh, my pop, and my little sister all hopped in the car. We headed downtown to the gallery mall. My mom started bugging with the clothes she chose. I didn't say nothing at first. I just turned to my nose. She said, what's wrong? This shirt costs $20. I said, mom, the shirt is plaid with a butterfly collar. We've been loving well. The theme. Everybody knows the theme to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Give me some of that. This is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. We've been loving well. My personal favorite of any song he's ever recorded, Brand New Funk. The way that it happened One day I was rapping And all the beat Jeff was backing me up And all of a sudden He brought in a cut And I dropped my microphone And said what the Hold up Jeff Wait a minute Play it He just smiled said Yeah that fanny It was funk It made me wanna And we knew almost at once It was a brand new funk So we continued to listen to it And we knew it was deaf When I started rapping to it So I gave a high five to Jeff And without hesitation Popped in my cassette I took it home and analyze it, rewound the tape over and over, and memorize it. That Friday, we went to the club, and now Malco tore it up. You should have seen the people dancing and shaking and moving and jumping and spinning and clapping while the beatbox was grooving and screaming and yelling while all the microphone I was flowing. Fresh rhymes I was showing, the people say, yo, keep going, so I continued to rock. While Jeff was on the beatbox, special assistance from my homeboy, Ready Rock. Movies, TV, biography, everything this man does. And then the bad thing happens with the Oscars. And now to compound that, his personal assistant has gone on to a podcast with Tasha Kay and said that he saw Dwayne Martin, who is Tisha Campbell's ex-husband, drilling Will while he's bent over a couch. Play a little excerpt of what this dude had to say. And then I saw sexual acts that I when I walked in on. Who'd you walk in on? Him and Dwayne Martin. So I'm running all over the, the, the studio. He's not in his dressing room. I go to the cafeteria. I'm like, well, but I see his car there. I'm like, where's this guy at? So now I'm holding Dwayne down too. So I have the keys to his dressing room. So I'm like, yo, and they're calling my, my they, I'm on walkie talkie and they're calling my cell phone. Yo, we need to get Will here. And I'm like, yo, kind of fucked down. Like I'm trying to find his, like, this is, this is unlike him, right? So all right, I open the um, door to Dwayne's dressing room, and that's when I see Dwayne and having anal sex with Will. Let me process that for a second. 
there was a couch and um, Will was bent over on the couch and Dwayne was standing up, killing him. Murder, like murder. It was murder in there. That's crazy. That is crazy. When it rains, it pours. Claim to fame. Is this just disgruntled people that have been close to these people that are looking for attention or payday? Or are these accusations true way back in the days? I'm going to tell y'all what I heard. This is not the first time I heard this rumor about Dwayne Martin and Will Smith. It's not. It has been denied by both of these men over and over and over and over again. It's not the first time that I heard it. This is not the first time I heard accusations about Will liking men. A rumor had been floating around that his first wife left him because she caught him in a bed with a man. A rumor was floating around that that's how he got six degrees of separation. That he gave brains to the right person to get on. So these accusations have been floating around, but they were incubated. It was just that Hollywood rumor. It's just what goes along with becoming a superstar that you don't get when you're just okay. You know what I mean? Once you become that superstar, this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. These are the kind of things that people are going to level at you. For years and years and years, there were rumors floating around about R. Kelly, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of our generation, bar none. Can I get a little step in the name of love, please? Come to find out, the accusations were 100% true. If you guys remember correctly, R. Kelly beat the first trial. He beat the first trial. The young lady that he allegedly peed on, then he turned around and got mad at Dave Chappelle. Her parents got paid. She did not show up and take the stand and say anything. But when his last ones went around in Illinois, she got on the stand and said, I am the girl that R. Kelly peed on. I was 14 years old. R. Kelly is doing 30 freaking years. 
everyone in the industry knew about R. Kelly's penchant for young girls. His label knew. His management knew. His people around him knew. The promoters that promoted his concerts and his after-concert parties knew. There were handlers that worked for him that looked for young girls for him. Steer them in his direction. Them rumors about him pulling up at the local high school in Chicago when he was on and popping for years, trolling the Rock and Roll McDonald's in Chicago, looking for young girls. All turned out to be true. The abuse, the God complex, the, 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 the sex with boys and girls, all turned out to be true. But at first, we believed nothing of it because it was R. Kelly and he made amazing music. And we didn't want to believe anything bad about the people that we love. The claim to fame is real. Fame is fleeting. It really is. A lot of people see things, don't say things, and mind their business because they get in a check. Some people get close to that person because they're getting a check. You know, you, you, you've you heard over the course of a period of time, people talk about the Illuminati, what it takes to make it to that level when you're making this money or that money. But there's just still some people that manage to stay out of the way. There's some people that just don't never get embroiled in that kind of a controversy. You know what I mean? It just seems to happen to the people that the higher you get, the more money you make, the more problems, the more people want to sue you, the more people want to hurt you, the more people want to harm you. It's almost like, you know, they, it feels like they can't just be happy for you. So at some point, you become a prisoner of your own fame. You know, I remember one time I was having a conversation over at Bobby Brown's house, early 90s, and Whitney was there. And uh, Whitney came downstairs, and we were playing spades and just talking and cracking up, and, you know. And I was just had a moment to just talk to her about her and her hopes and dreams and stuff. And I remember her saying, you know, me and Bobby going to get married. I really love him so much, Ed, and I want to marry him. And I just want to be a mother, and I want to be a family. And she was like, I love to sing. She was like, I, 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 I love having number one hits. But she's like, sometimes I don't love everything that goes along with it. And everything that goes along with it is never having a private moment to yourself. And this is when there was no social media. This is when we all did not have phones. A lot of us didn't carry cameras around all the time. We didn't have that instant gratification of seeing a picture immediately, like a second after you took it, right? We were all, we, some of us from the Polaroid generation where the picture had to come out, sit down, and develop, and then others come from the digital camera part of it where you had to send the pictures in or they had to go to the drugstore and they would develop the pictures, and then you got the pictures maybe two or three weeks later. Remember that big 
um, yellow envelope, yellow orangey color envelope that we had that all your pictures came in and you'd be like, damn, that one didn't come out or this one didn't come out. I thought that was going to be a good one. But now everything is in the palm of your hand. So could you imagine now what these superstars go through? Somebody telling the world where you are, or at least their thousands of followers. Somebody tips off TMZ that you're coming out of the airport. Somebody tips off TMC, TMZ, excuse me, to where you're eating at. I remember in New York City, when they did live in New York City, Jay and Beyonce used to love to have their little private time together. They would grab a bottle of their favorite wine, and they would pony up to Nobu before people really knew what Nobu was. And they would have their own private little space in the back. And they would eat and drink and be with each other and enjoy each other's company. And then slide out the back, get into the Maybach, and go back home or go wherever they were going. And then somebody told TMZ and somebody told the paparazzi they were in there. You get the money, but the fame can kill you. That's why I think sometimes some artists who are not strong enough will turn to drugs because they can't do shit. They can't do nothing. I remember being in a club with Diddy one time in Miami, and I think we had had some discrepancy about something, but we were sitting next to each other and we talked about it as men. And it was something I said on the radio that I think he got half of because he didn't hear it. And I respected him so much not to ever really throw him under the bus. And we talked about it, and we laughed, and then he said, yo, I got this townhouse or whatever that I rented, this house, I'm going to have a party. Why don't you come jump in the car with me? And he had this Bentley, and it was a drop top, and I remember riding down Ocean with Diddy in this drop top, man. And it got so crazy. And this is before he is was where he is now. Before the mansion on Star Island, before Ciroc, before everything. This is before, before, definitely before Biggie. Before Biggie. And it was so crazy because he was Puff Daddy. The security had to come get him out of the car. And he was like, Ed, you drive. And left me in the car by myself. And once I got into the driver's seat and was driving his car, the crowd dissipated a little bit because, of course, I'm not Diddy. I'm not Puff Daddy. I'm just Ed Lover from Your Own TV Rats, which is cool with me. So I'm driving, and I can't – I lose them, and I got this car, and I'm driving around. I don't know where they are. I'm, I'm, I'm texting them. I'm not texting. I'm paging and I'm waiting for a response, and then finally one of the dudes called me and told me where they was at and gave me the directions, and I pulled up, and everything was good, and went to the party, had a good time. Diddy parties were always amazing, always having a good time, dancing, having a good time. It's just so many times like that with Diddy that I can remember having. The all-white party in, in the Hamptons. For the 4th of July. So many great moments that you want to root for a guy. A guy that you watched come from the bottom of the bottom to make it to become a billionaire. 
you want to root, you want to root for this dude. You know what I mean? You want to say, please don't let these allegations against this man be true. Because you can say a lot of shit about Diddy, but you can't say he ain't a good father to his children. You can't say that. You can't say that. He does the best that he can, as any of us do as dads. He does the best that he can. And I watch and I know and I've seen the way he love on his children. And and it's special. The way he try to put his children in the best position to win no matter what they trying to do. And the way that they look at him and look up to their dad. You know what I mean? So it's rough. It's rough. And I don't want to take anything away from Cassie. And I'm not saying this to take anything away from Cassie. I don't really know Cassie like that. I know if she has receipts, it's going to be a problem. It's really going to be a problem. And I know that all of these people, it just seems like when it comes down, it comes down. It's not coming down in driplets. It's not coming down in spurts. This shit is coming down in buckets. That fame is a, oh my God. I've been lucky enough never to reach that level. And at one point I used to ask myself, you know, why, man? Like I got the talent on, I got this, I got charisma. I got this, I could, I could do this, that, and the third. I didn't always play it safe. But then on the other hand, I'm so happy that ain't nobody following me through the airport. Ain't nobody following me in the bathroom at the airport. Ain't nobody following me in the bathroom. I don't have to pay security for every step that I make. Ain't nobody's, people just give me space to breathe and look around and go, oh, hi, Ed. Oh, my God, I love you. Can I take a picture? Absolutely. And that's it. Ain't nobody passing out, falling out. I ain't got to decide which of these events that I'm going to because I need to be seen and, and which ones are not. The 50th anniversary of hip-hop has been absolutely phenomenal for me this year. From the proclamation from the city council of New York City, where I was born and raised, to the proclamation from Atlanta, Georgia, where I now reside, from the Living Legends Awards, to the Million Dollar Experience Award that I received, to the acknowledgement so many people in so many spaces and places. I'm grateful. Extremely grateful. It's just, it's just, it's crazy. It's just, it's absolutely insanity. What's going on out there? It's, it's insanity. It's insanity. There are going to be people that say Cassie's doing a money grab. I, I already know that. That's the way Diddy's attorney is trying to paint it. And there's going to be women out there that's going to say, if she endured something that horrible, that she needs to let her voice be heard. Because when you're dealing with somebody who is as rich and as powerful as Diddy, there is an element of fear 
that you have being with that person and what they're capable of doing and or purchasing someone else to do it. So I understand both sides of the coin. And I understand women saying, let her have, say what she needs to say. We're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, I got more of Come On, Son, the podcast, Claim the Fame. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast, is being brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting a real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that makes every step feel fly. It's like the first time I was looking for them Jordan 1s, like when they really came out and I couldn't get my hands on them. And it was something about that sneaker that I always wanted to have because I never got it in the very, very, very beginning. I fell in love with that sneaker. And when I finally got it, oh, baby. These days, to know for sure you're getting a real deal, go straight to eBay when you're searching. Just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. You got to get it from eBay because then you know you got the real deal. Now you know that when something is limited and you can't find it, you can find it on eBay. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy, that thing that you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tough? It's in your DNA. It drives your resilience. Even when they told you that you couldn't, you did what no one else could because you're different from the rest. Every day you work hard to conquer challenges, making the impossible happen. And tomorrow, you'll do it all over again with a truck that's just as tough as you. Explore the best Ford truck for you today at Ford.com. Built Ford Tough. Here's some big news. McDonald's is dropping two sauces. Two brand new sauces to McDonald's. Sweet and spicy jam and mambo sauce. Now, sweet and spicy jam will go great with breakfast, in my opinion. You know I got to have something on one of the biscuits. And sweet and spicy jam sounds absolutely delicious to me on a biscuit. I'm, I'm sorry. I like to add something spicy to my McDonald's breakfast pick. How about you? Wouldn't you like to add spicy to your favorite McDonald's breakfast pick? Or you kind of like a hot sauce in your bag type of person like me? Well, then Mambo Sauce and Sweet and Spicy Jam both pack a kick. What McDonald's items would you like to add some spice to? I can think of french fries. I can think of a million things. I can think of the chicken sandwich, a whole lot of other things. These two are only available until November 12th. Are you going to try them while you can? Well, you should. What's your go-to McDonald's sauce? What's your favorite go-to Mickey D's sauce? It's very rare that McDonald's expand the sauce menu. So are you going to swap Mambo or Sweet and Spicy Jam for your usual? Well, that's what you need to do. Check it out for a limited time at McDonald's. Come on, son. 
Back with more. Come on, inside the podcast. I met Lover. I don't like this whole thing with Joe Smith, former NBA player. I don't like emasculating your man on social media. If you don't want to be with somebody anymore, don't be with anybody. You should, in my opinion, not have hid that you have an OnlyFans page from your husband. When it first broke and I heard the news of it, then she wants to take it further by going on it is what it is and giving Cam a massage, right? Um, the body body rub babes or whatever. When I first heard about it, I turned to my wife and I said, babe, if you found out that I had an OnlyFans page that you didn't know about in which on the page I was doing sexually explicit stuff, would you be mad? She was like, hell yeah. I said, if, if suppose I was doing like soft porn stuff, like alluding to my penis and stuff like that, or just showing the top part or something like that, would you just, would you be mad? If I was alluding to myself, masturbating or something of that nature, that could turn on people and people were buying my OnlyFans page. Maybe our money wasn't right at the time. And this is what she was like, hell yeah, I would be fucking pissed because you didn't come to me and say anything to me about it. And I had to find out through the grapevine, hell yeah, I'd be fucking pissed. So for all of you people out there that say it's her body, it's her right, think about if you were in that position and for all the married women, think about it if your husband did that. Now, you might laugh and say, oh, my husband ain't got the body for that. But there's somebody out there that thinks your husband is sexy. Okay? You're not the only one. And, fellas, there's somebody out there that thinks your wife is sexy. You're not the only one. So I don't think it's right for that kind of endeavor to be happening Without telling his spouse, oh, well, he knew that I used to do porn. He knew what it was before he married me. Yeah, but you stopped doing porn. You didn't continue to do porn. You didn't say, I'm doing porn the whole time we're married. And he said, okay, I love you anyway. I'm going to ride with you. You stopped for a while. And then you said, well, he wasn't holding it down anymore like he used to. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? So you were just along for the ride in the first fucking place. That's all that you were about. I got to keep the money going because my husband ain't, you know, that's not the kind of stuff you do on social media. It's not. It's not. And for everybody out there that, that thinks it's cool, it ain't cool. It ain't cool. The little boy that was waving the guns and doing a rap song with the grown people behind him, that shit ain't cool. It's not cool when you encouraging shit that other young people are looking at that don't know the difference between right and wrong. It ain't cool. We're doing anything now. 
for mentions and likes and hearts or what the fuck ever. For fame. Everybody wants to, everybody wants to be famous. No matter what cost. Did y'all hear what Nicki Minaj just said recently? She said, I've second guessed on why I did this to my body. I was fine just the way I was. I'm watching y'all women get these ginormous asses. And I know I've said this before a million times. I look absolutely fucking ridiculous. Just so you could get on the gram and shoot a video of yourself and shake your ass in front of the gram and try to send somebody to your only fan page. Whoop the fucking do. Like for real, like this shit with fame right now in this country, you see what is getting Diddy. You see what is getting Will Smith. You see what Joe Smith got out of it. You see this shit with Chrisan rocks and Tamar Braxton. Play me a little Tamar Braxton, please. I'm too drunk for this. Back and forth talking shit. Is this something you've been harboring? I don't know yet, but you sound ignorant. Oh, boy, is you inadequate. If I'm the girl, then why you in your feelings? Just say what you mean, no double meaning. Ask me if I had enough. Hell yeah. No, I gotta make a move from here. Oh, I thought you were the man of my Now play me some Krishan Rock. I never heard a Krishan Rock song, so play me some. They asked me what it is, I said it's pain. It's a cold-hearted game. You bitches is lame. You be fucking for fame. Don't have respect for your name. I'm in my own fucking lane. Me and my brothers. We had to watch for each other. We had to deal with the struggle. My life in pieces and puzzles. My life in pieces and puzzles. We only blessed cause we humble. Really came from the jungle, my pain and problems, my trouble. I had to run up a check, I had to bust my neck. I told my people we next, I told my mama stop stressing, my ex keep calling collect. How can that nigga forget? Fairy cars, there's an effect. With that shit, I heard Bun B say on his radio station about it. He said, I don't know Krishan Rocks, I really don't know Tamar that much. But don't invite somebody into your space until you really, really know that person or hung out with that person. And I agree. We got too many people just, well, I know how I could go viral. Let me invite Kashawn Rocks. And then when shit don't go right and Kashawn Rocks goes off and put them paws on your assistant and your makeup artist, dude, because she didn't feel like he was telling the truth about her. Then all of a sudden, she the bad person. Well, you knew that's how she got down in the beginning. Why bring her out there? Your audience didn't want to see Krishan Rocks. Come on, Tamar. You brought her out there to try to get to go get some viral shit going on, and it blew up in your fucking face. And that's exactly what happened. I'm lying. I'm flying, y'all.
That fame shit is it's crazy. It really is. You got to have lawyers on deck. You got your security on deck. Your life is always in jeopardy. It's crazy. Really is. Claim the fame, baby. My name is Ed Lover. This has been Kibba Hudson, the podcast. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Keep God first, y'all. I give you the good shit and never the bullshit right here. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Krista. Appreciate y'all. Come on, son. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come on, son. What the fuck is the deal? Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.